last assignment was up in Rockford, and uh, occasionally I'd uh, go for a walk in the area, different parts of the town. And one of those walks took me through a, a part of Rockford. It was a little sketchy, a little kind of run down. And, uh, but I would walk there and through that downtown area. And one day, uh, as I was walking down the street, busy street, uh, I saw up a block ahead uh, a lady sitting at the bus stop on a bench. And she was talking quite loudly and animatedly to herself. And, and I thought, well, boy, I, I, I don't want to deal with her. So I was going to cross to the other side of the road, but it was too busy. And I got to just keep my head down and walk fast. And so as I got there, she was sitting right there. And, uh, I had my head down and I'm walking. And uh, she goes, hello. And uh, it's a very cheerful. And, and I just, I said, hello, like that. And I just kept walking and I heard her yelling and she goes, at least you could smile when you say it. Uh, I felt terrible. I didn't go back though. I kept, I kept walking. Uh, now, and I, I thought about that a lot then and, and when I read, read this reading, I, I think of it, um, how we try to, justify ourselves for the behavior that we exhibit that might not be in line with what we know deep down in our hearts is what the Lord wants us to do. What did the Lord want me to do? He wanted me to say hello to her, be nice to her, treat her like a human being and not somebody to be afraid of, which is what I was. Um, we justify ourselves, and, and at least I do. I, don't know, I shouldn't speak for you. Um, but you kind of put yourself in situations like that, what, what's your response? And it doesn't even have to be that. Who are the people in your life that the Lord is calling you to be Jesus to? That somebody needs you to be Christ, to forgive, to heal, to love, to take care of. And oftentimes it's people that we don't want to do that for. Because we don't like them, or they're inconvenient, or they're embarrassing, or we're angry, whatever. Maybe people in our own family. So we justify ourselves, just like this scholar of the law. Like, you know, love, love God, love your neighbor, I got all that down. Ah. But he wanted to justify himself. So who is my neighbor? Well, he knows who his neighbor is. He just wants Jesus to give him a pass so he doesn't have to be all those things to his neighbor. Well, Jesus isn't going to do that. That's why he tells parables, because it, it, it lulls the, the victim into a sense of complacency, and then Jesus hits him between the eyes. Uh, with a reminder of what its responsibilities are. So let's, let's look at that for a second. You know, it says, it says there that uh, this guy uh, who fell victim to robbers was on his way down from Jerusalem to Jericho. It's the interpretive key of the whole thing. Jerusalem is Zion, it's the temple, it's worship. It's, it's God's place. He was with God. And now he's going down. And Jericho is the place of sin. It's the lowest town. It's one of the lowest towns on the face of the, the face of the earth. It's right next to the Dead Sea. Can't get lower than Jericho. And a lot of bad things happen in Jericho, scripturally speaking. So you go from the place of God and he's going down to the place of sin. So really, with this guy that gets robbed and beaten, what, what the Lord is talking about is that this guy is going from 
friendship with God to sin. And this is what happens. He's stripped naked and he's left for dead. Isn't that what sin does? It strips us of our dignity and it leaves us half dead, spiritually speaking. Right? None of us is ever out of reach. Nobody is ever really truly dead. But we are, we are because of sin, half dead. And we leave God's presence and we go into this low place of sin. This is what happens. We are robbed of our dignity and of our own spiritual life. Okay. Now, you got this, the temple representatives, priest and Levite. It, this is a critique of religion that doesn't challenge people to live according to their own principles. For, our, for, for instance, it would be uh, a critique of us if we receive communion and then as soon as we get out, uh, we're swearing at somebody because they cut us off and we're trying to get out of, off of Cedar Street. That's it's a critique of us not living out our own faith. Huh? Uh, do we ever do that? Maybe. Um, you watch me drive down Randall Road once in a while, you'll know that I do it too. All right? So it's a critique of religion, religion not doing its job, piety not doing its job, our own spiritual life not calling us to live beyond an acknowledgement, yes, love with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, I talk a good game, but then when push comes to shove, I can't even smile at that lady at the bus stop. That's what that is. Okay. Then it says, a Samaritan traveler came upon him and was moved with compassion. Now, who's the Samaritan in this? The Samaritans were people who had been, uh, who had been kicked out of Israel. They had uh, been exiled by the Assyrians. They intermarried with the Assyrians. They took on the Assyrian gods. They built uh, rival temples. They were a mess. And the Jews didn't associate with them. It's the outcast. The Samaritan is the outcast. In this case, Jesus is placing himself in that role. He's the Samaritan. Why? Because he's got compassion. He looks at somebody in a situation and says, that lady at the bus stop needs somebody to love her and re remind her that she's a person with dignity. Okay, something like that. So he approaches and then pours oil and wine over the wounds and bandages them. What is that? That's the sacraments. This is Jesus giving to us the medicine that we need in order to be healed. And once healed, the means by which we go and heal other people. That I've, re I've experienced God's love, His mercy, His compassion. I, I experience the grace that comes to me in confession and in, in, in being anointed and, and in, the, in the Eucharist. Now, was that because I'm so awesome and I just, He just wants to give me good stuff? It's no. He's given it because I need it, because I'm... I am this person left half dead in, in, in sin, and he heals me. Now he says, go and do it for somebody else. This is the Lord's whole program. So he pours the sacraments over him, and then puts them on his own animal, which is himself. All right? He puts them on himself, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, and he brings them to the inn. What is the inn? The inn is the church. He brings us into the church so that we can receive healing, mercy, love, forgiveness, compassion, salvation, redemption, all these things that he's offering, his care. And he takes out the coins. Why? Because he pays a debt he does not owe because we owe a debt we cannot pay. He's the price. He's the Lamb of God. He's the one who's going to take away the sins of the world. He's going to pay it all. And he says, and if I owe more, I'll come back and I'll pay it. 
And he is going to come back. And he is going to pay us back according to what we have done with the gifts we have received. Huh? This is a, a critique of how we live our life, not following through on what we say we believe, not doing what he needs us to do in order for the church to grow and to do its job, which is to evangelize and convert and, and to share the good news with everybody, no matter how much we might not like them, how angry at them we are, how much they've hurt us, we are obligated. What we have received, we must give away or we lose what little we even have. Huh? Uh, so, which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor uh, to the robber's victim? One who treated him with mercy. What was the what was the, the first reading in Deuteronomy? He is. This is not something far away. It is something very near to you, already in your mouth and in your heart by grace. The Lord is alive in you. You only have to carry it out. Stop making excuses. Now, we're all that lady at the bus stop who just somebody wants somebody to say, "I love you." You're beautiful, you matter, you're important. Is there somebody in your life right now that needs you to do that for them? Maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's somebody you haven't, a sibling you haven't talked to in years. Maybe it's somebody you work with. Maybe it's somebody you're going to encounter today who you don't even know. A girl at the checkout at, at Target who's having a bad day. Are you going to make it worse for her or are you going to remind her? She's called to that higher place where we're friends with God. We are here not so that Jesus loves just us. We are here so that in loving us, we can go out and love other people with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, like Jesus does. Amen?